Welcome to The Open Door with Kelly and Kelly, brought to you by Collective Creations and Legendary Luminar. Each week, join us for discussions on spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical health with guests from all walks of life. We invite you to connect. Elkie Fewer is a fiction book coach and author of traditional and self-published books in the romantic suspense genre. She helps frustrated writers to ditch the block, stopping them from writing their damn book and creating their dream writing life. She's a mother of two who is working on building a lifestyle that's filled with adventures and quality family time. Elkie is also a former freelance writer with articles in Cayman Skies and Cayman Parent magazines, and her books have been nominated for the Reward of Novel Excellence Award. Learn more about Elkie, her book, workshops, and her business at kwriters.com. Link provided in the podcast details. So welcome, Elkie, to our show today. I am so delighted to have you on because we met, oh, was it 2010, I think, at a Romance Writers of America conference, their annual conference, right? That's exactly right. That's a long time ago now. It was. (laughs) I was just looking at it today. I was like, oh my gosh, I've known her for over 10 years. It's that's crazy bye (laughs) yeah well in some ways yeah I mean because both of us have had life changes and you know things like that and you know writing careers and doing different things and Mm -hmm. you know it's wonderful to be able to keep up on social media but like we were just chatting before we started recording that I really don't know everything that you're doing right because we see snippets Mm. of it on social media but we don't you know don't know everything so it's so wonderful to have you I'm delighted to be here. And thank you for extending me the invitation. I know that um, it's kind of one of those things you sent it. And I've just been like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I'm like, okay, I've got to do it. Because just if nothing else to just catch up and see how you're doing. So I'm so glad for the invite and I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, well, that's excellent. So you've been an author for how long then? I've been an author for 10 years now. 10 years, Um, yeah. Yeah, I just realized that today. (laughs) Yeah. Or a published author for 10 years or have you, cause mate, you've probably been writing way before that. I would bet. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like to joke. I date myself <laughs> when I say I got my first type typewriter <laughs> when I was nine, my parents gave oh, wow. me one for my ninth birthday. And I wrote my first story on it when I was 12. So I've been writing for a long time, um, but I didn't become a published uh, author until 10 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And what was your first book? It was it for the love of jazz or something like that? I think. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And uh, that one was actually traditionally published. And then after that, I kind of went the uh, self-publishing route. Right. Now, do you mainly write romance? Like, is that your genre? That's where you... It is at the moment. I write specifically romantic suspense with a paranormal twist. Um, yeah okay yeah yeah but no vampire werewolves um everybody thinks that when I say paranormal (laughs) but I really want to branch into other genres like this year I'm working on a nonfiction book because I also do uh coaching Mm -hmm. and so I'm excited about that there's definitely other genres that I want to uh branch into to be honest too many to mention 
but um, <laughs> I'm trying to sort of figure out the best way to go. I definitely do not want to write under different names. Um, so I'm trying to sort of figure out what is the best way to kind of keep my audience and still attract new audience without upsetting my current audience. So I'm working through that at the moment to see how I'm going to make that work. Yeah, that's an interesting thing because I know I, I started writing in a new genre and everybody asks like, well, what is it? And it has a historical sort of context, but it wouldn't really be historical. It's more fantasy because mm -hmm. it, it has like those paranormal elements, but it's more about the magic and just like mm -hmm. the spirit realm or that there's other dimension, like things like that. Yeah. So I'm not really sure what to categorize it at the moment. <laughs> but for me, I know I chose a pen name which was Kelly Cameron for right. the erotic romance that I write and the other right. romance. And then the last couple of years, because I've been, I've sort I've mostly at that time, I think there was a lot, like I remember getting into the romance genre and there was a lot of blow up sometimes about people who write romance and were ostracized in their communities and things like that. And so I wanted to kind of separate Mm. that part of my life from my children. And I was very careful about who I told yeah. what I did. And I think at some point it was sort of the hiding feeling for me that I'm tired mm. of hiding what I do. My mm. kids got older. I didn't really need to, you know, they always knew that I wrote romance, but you know, yeah. then they could find out like what I wrote and now they're like, should I read it? I'm like, well, I don't know if you want to read that from me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> but I got kind of tired of hiding and on social media, I changed my name back to um, Winds and Owich, which is my real last name. And right. then I, so I still have both. But sometimes people are confused if they don't know that I've changed the name. They're, they're like, mm. well, who are you? And I'm like, well, I knew you for a long time is this name. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know quite a few authors that do that. They write under different genre, uh, under different pen names because they write different genres. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's challenging enough trying to promote myself under one name. I can't even begin to imagine doing it under more than one name. Right. So um, I do know some writers that have done nonfiction and fiction and they've kept their name, which is kind of what I've done um, and what I'm going to continue to do. But yeah, it is a it's very interesting. So I'm trying to maneuver it. And I can so relate to what you said about trying to fit into a genre because I started a series, um, three book series, and I kind of pegged it as uh, what was it? contemporary romance with a um, spiritual undertones. Okay. Because yeah. I didn't know, and I've sort of searched and trying to figure out what it was, but it's kind of one of those things where, you know, I, I'm exploring my own sort of spiritual journey and yeah. all the elements that go with it, you know, impasse, that kind of stuff. Yep. And it, there's not really a genre for that. So I've kind of backed off of that and I'm focusing on another uh, romantic suspense <laughs> and finishing yeah. that off until I kind of figure out how I'm going to make this other series work. So um, like I said, it's it's been an interesting, but interesting journey, but I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm really enjoying it. Awesome. That's great to hear. I know for me, because my journey changed so much when you're talking about like your own spiritual journey and mm -hmm. like, that's what our podcast was about. We, we started it because we, a couple of years ago, we 
had people that came to our meditation class and discussion classes. And we talked about all kinds of things. And they said, you know, if you made some of these discussions into a podcast, like I tell everybody to listen to them. (laughs) And then we thought about it like, do we want to do that? (laughs) Like, I don't know, like who wants to listen to that, but we have, you know, we've got a a little audience that is kind of all around the world. So we thought, well, why not? I mean, everybody starts somewhere and we've just really been enjoying it. And even in my erotic romance, there's that spiritual element, if you want to call it that, but it's more of self-responsibility and being able to communicate with people. And Mm. so even though it's erotica or erotic romance, whatever you want to call it, there is that element of, I want those people to be responsible for themselves and not completely lose themselves in another person. So, Mm. you know, I don't know how popular that is. I mean, I still sell books like here and there. Yeah, (laughs) I don't sell a ton of them at once, but I, I enjoy doing it. And, you know, I'm enjoying writing in a new genre and and having new stories to tell. And I know, you know, as an author that there's always stories that that Mm. you have so many things you want to tell. Oh, absolutely. And they keep coming at you. And then it's kind of like, especially when it's a different genre, it's like, okay, how are my fans going to respond to this? If I write this This is such a great story, I want to write it. But yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, they, those stories don't stop. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I know there's been a few authors that have even started out in romance and then Mm -hmm. changed to another genre and really found success because I think they found their voice and that story really or their way of storytelling really mm-hmm. just resonated with people. I know quite a few right. authors who did that. And so I, that's what I think for me, it's like, well, I have had some moderate success doing this. What if I mm-hmm. tried something else? Yeah, you know? I, I agree. Um, because as writers, I think, um, you know, people think, oh, well, you find one John and you stick to it. But the truth is we're like artists, like, you know, we evolve as we yeah. write different stories and different genres and different ideas that come to us. And in the end, like you said, it's really about finding your voice and those stories that really click with you and your audience. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> That's excellent. So you said you're a coach. Like, are you talking about a writing coach? Like, is that something that you do or? Yeah, I, you know, it's so funny. Um, I struggled with what to class myself as because, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because for me, how I help uh, fiction writers is who I basically focus on is I don't necessarily help them with the nitty gritty of, you know, developing the story and, you know, reviewing the plot and the characters and all that. That's not really what I do. Mm -hmm. What I help them with, which I love, is basically how to actually get started with the book, how to finish it. What are all the steps that you're going to need to do after that? Um, and kind of help them walk through that process. And that's actually something that I enjoy doing. I don't enjoy because I get people all the time. Oh, can you edit my book? Can you do and I do not I don't even like editing my own. Book. <laughs> yeah, so it's that part of the process. I really figured out very early in the process, I didn't enjoy doing it. So just like with my writing and finding my sweet spot. Um, that's been my sweet spot with coaching. That's great. I know there's a lot of people that say, oh, I wish I could write a book. And I think everybody could. It, but it's also having that discipline, right? To sit down and go from beginning to end. And sometimes we have a really good idea at the beginning, but we don't know where it's supposed to go. And that's great that you've developed these courses or workshop, or is it that you could just coach people one-on-one? 
It's a combination. I offer like one-to-one coaching um, for those who want specifically just me one-to-one with them and they have a specific need. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also I do uh, live workshops and also online courses. So I have one online course at the moment um, that I'm offering, but I'll be honest with you, I've got about 10 that I'm lining up ready to launch. (laughs) That's great. So yeah, um, it's kind of one of those things I'm a bit of a of a perfectionist when it comes to things like that. Mm-hmm. Like I want to make sure that it's perfect and it's right. And I've had my own coach helping me work through that and just say, okay, it's never going to be perfect. It's just like your book, right? And you just have to put it in there, put it out there, and then you can change it and develop it and make it better as you go. So that's kind of uh, what's helped me. So, so are these workshops, like, are, is, are these what you teach like live to people or mm-hmm because you do some of that, but are these courses things that they, people can download? Yeah. Uh, the course itself is a, uh, do it yourself. So okay. you basically pay for the course you go through, um, mm-hmm. and it's video. Um, and then I always, I'm a crazy fanatic checklist workbooks. <laughs> so I love that. So I love creating stuff like that to kind of help guide them through the content as they're going through the, um, whether it's online course or whether it's actually the workshop as well too. And a lot of the workshops and the, well, I have had courses in the past are basically to help you to create a a writing routine that actually fits your life. Um, Because I find a lot of times that's why writers struggle, um, especially new writers. They they're trying to write like Stephen King or write like Nora Roberts or write like this. And not that it's a bad thing to try all those different types of writing uh, routines, but often it doesn't really either fit their life or fits their personality or just their style, right? So that's one of the courses that I used to offer as well as coaching. And then another one is uh, what I like to call how to write the damn book, which is actually group coaching because it's kind of one of those things. How do I write this damn book, right? (laughs) How many I've been through that. (laughs) Exactly. And that basically takes you through creating your routine, how to, you know, I created what I call a story Bible that helps them to outline the book in the, before they start writing. And also as they're writing, for those who don't like outlining, I have two different processes because some people don't like to outline. So I have a shorter sort of process for that. And then sort of how to write your book from start to finish sequentially, um, but it does allow flexibility because as much as I'm an outliner and I like to write in sequence, that doesn't always happen like that for every story. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, So I try to build in flexibility for that and then also how to self-edit. And it's, I have a four-part workbook that takes you through how to um, self-edit your book, as well as how to, uh, work with a, uh, publish or not a publisher with an editor, those kind of things, beta right. readers. So yeah, all those little sort of what I like to call behind the scenes stuff that you, they don't tell you when you're writing yeah. a book. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. I know that's something that when we went to that conference where I met you, mm. that there are so many good courses on plotting yeah. or even just how, if you're not a plotter, I think right. they, the term they used to use, I don't know if they still do is pantser or something, you know, fly pantser, by the yeah. mm-hmm. but you know, I, cause I would like over plot and then I'd start writing and um, my story would just sort of take on this life of its own. And I thought, yeah. I'm spending all this time doing something I'm not even following. Why don't I just write it and then yeah. figure out how to 
put it together after, right? Because I think that's, we can, people can get so stuck on, well, it has to be this process, but everyone's process is different and it will change too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what I try to um, encourage people, whether they're pantsers or whether they're plotters, there are, there are different options and it's, you don't have to feel like you have to put yourself into one or two of those boxes. So, Yeah. yeah. Oh, that sounds really great. And you have a workshop coming up, right? You said? I do. I do. It's called Author Planning Day. And basically, it's to help. It's a three-hour live workshop, and it's to help you build a roadmap that's going to help you to achieve the goals that you want for the new year, whether that's to write a book or whatever it is that you want to do. And I focus on four main areas. Uh, I like to call it vision, but some people prefer goals. <laughs> mm-hmm. So basically what we do is to help you focus on the goals that are going to make the biggest impact, identify those, as well as identify sort of what has stopped you from achieving goals in the past, mm-hmm. um, because that tends to, uh, you know, set goals, but then there's that next step. So we work through that in the goal section. And then I dive into mindset, which is basically, mm-hmm. um, what I do is help you to identify what I like to call badass writer habits that you're actually going to need to achieve your goals. Um, And then the third one is your books. I show you how you can map out your books from start to finish the whole process and also how you will launch them as well too. And uh, the next thing, because I think sometimes when you're looking to say, I want to write a book, Mm -hmm. people often ask, well, how long does it really take? So what I do is take that question, I answer it, but take the question out of it as well, too, in the sense that, okay, these are all the steps that you need to to write the book from start to finish. And then um, you can set your own timeline. And then it kind of helps you to realistically see you personally, how much time is it really going to take you to walk through all of this? And then that way, it kind of in some cases, I think it helps take the pressure off. So you don't feel like, oh my gosh, I see people writing their book in 30 days or 90 days or this or a year or two years. You know, it helps you to kind of develop your own um, way of writing your books, if that makes sense. And then um, the last one is what I like to call uh, your plan or your roadmap, which is where we basically take all of those things and we actually map it out and how you're actually going to take the steps to achieve your goals. Cause I think I know with me personally, that's always the biggest thing. I'm a planner all the way. I love planning, but then that to actually achieve it, it takes, yeah, yeah, it's a whole different ball game. (laughs) So I've been, it's a still an ongoing process for me. And um, I'm always trying new different ways of how to do it for myself. So I kind of incorporated um, all the things that I've tried and all the things that have helped my clients to achieve their goals. And I put that into the workshop. So I'm really excited about it. It's actually the first time I've done this workshop. So I'm excited to see what the response is going to be. And um, what people are going to achieve. I love hearing about the success stories of authors and helping them to achieve what they want. Cause I know what it's like when you get actually, fin- whether it's you finish that book, you know, your book is accepted by a publisher, that excitement. Well, you know, when yeah. you, whether, you know, even if you publish it yourself, just that joy and that excitement is just amazing. And I just love helping um, writers to, to have that ex- experience and that feeling. That's wonderful. And it also sounds like you, you really, with the goal setting that you show people how there's success along the way, 
the success doesn't have to be the end result being published because that can take a while. And that can really deter people from finishing a book or even starting it because, well, I got to write the whole thing and then I have to do this and then I know, and it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, never mind. And then put it up, (laughs) right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's sort of what I did for a long time until I realized, Mm -hmm. well, if I really want to write a book, I'm the only one that can do it. I'm the only one that has to learn how to do it. And how long is that going to take? Well, I don't know because- But is does that really matter? Does it matter yeah. how long it's going to take? I mean, no. sometimes it takes people a really long time. And like you said, too, I think we can get caught up with because there's nano right. What is it called? Nano Rimo, which is yes. National Novel Writing Month or something. Yes. Right? something. <laughs> and where people can write. I think the goal is to write a 50,000 word novel in a month. Right. That's yes. mm-hmm. And some people participate in that and, and can do it. And yeah. I don't think I've ever participated in one just because that's not my um, it's not my style. Yeah. Like, like because of my kids and things that I had going on that mm-hmm. I dedicate certain amounts of time in the day. And like on the other podcast that I did mm-hmm. with the writers panel, we were talking about that, how my right now, because of all the things I've had going on, I really just focus on certain pockets of time. Whereas Mm. I used to like 10 years ago would sit down and write for hours a day. And now that's just not, that Mm -hmm. is not where I'm at here or anything (laughs) else. And that's okay. But I just have to, you know, let things evolve. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny you say that because I, one of the things that I discovered when I started writing full time was for the first couple of years, it was like, sit down for hours, plug away. And I was writing my own books as well as doing freelance writing as well too. So I had all this stuff going on. I was like, great, I've got time to do it. And then I realized that it takes a whole different mindset when you're doing it full time and sitting for hours and hours and hours, especially if you're not used to that. And I got to the point where I almost burnt out from that. Um, so that was interesting. And then I had to kind of backtrack and approach it a different way. So, and I think that that's kind of what happens with, you know, I've seen clients where they're all excited and they're plugging away and then suddenly they lose the enthusiasm and they think that it's something wrong with them. And then, you know, and I try to encourage them to say, this is part of the process and that's okay. It's part of your process and your journey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're going to go through highs and lows and um, yeah. So I think that that's really important um, that writers understand that as well too. Cause even, I mean, unless you're Nora Roberts, I love her. I think she's like the beast of publishing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, she just yeah. <laughs> she writes like four, I think four books a year minimum. Yeah. And she yeah. just has that down pat. And I know she has her over the years, she's developed her process and she, you know, she gives herself downtime and all that. But, and I, for me, it's like, I tried four books one year and I'm like, I am never doing that again. <laughs> So because I had to yeah. recognize that that is not me, that's not my process. Um, and like you said, you just have to find your journey and the things that work for you. And if that means your book takes two years to write, it's great. If you need those deadlines and you want to write in a, in, in a month because that fits you, it's all about finding what works for you. Yeah, finding that balance, right? in your own life because everyone's lives are different. Everyone has different. And I think we look too much outside of ourselves, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, we should be like that person if we want to be successful, but their success is, is, is theirs. So I don't know that I could duplicate that for myself. Do I, you know, cause there are a lot of 
things that I've seen, not necessarily writing workshops, but where people are like, well, duplicate my process and, and you'll achieve success. And oh, I always go, yeah. uh, that makes me want to run away. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because I completely I can agree take with you. tools from that yeah. and, and apply it, but I'm not sure that okay. that always works for me. <laughs> where I, someone else's process, because that's not mine. That's not me. Yeah. And I have to agree with you on that one. Cause I've done that. I've thought, okay, this is it. You know, they were successful at this. If I try this, it's going to work for me too. And then I suddenly realized, well, they're saying to do this. I don't feel comfortable with that, or that's just not me. And that's why when I, even though I'm a very sort of outline structured kind of person for me at the same time, when I'm dealing with my clients, I try to make sure that I remind them, this isn't me saying here, this is my process. Do it this way. This is me saying, hey, this is, you know, a process that you can do. And these are tools that you can use to help you to develop your own process and your own journey. Because, yeah, I completely agree with you on that one. And, you know, when people say write every day, I'm like, "Uh, that doesn't work for everybody. (laughs) You know, it's like and to tell people in order to be a successful writer, you have to write every day is just not. It's. it's just going to make them feel bad when they can't do that. You know what I mean? It's like I had a client who was trying to constantly wake up and do 5am every morning because that's something that I did. And I'm like, but you're not a morning person. It's like, you're trying to fit yourself into a, a round hole into a yeah. square peg. Yeah. And you got to find when are you most creative? When does it work for you? And for her, it was, you know, two, three o'clock in the morning. And uh, well, she worked for herself. So she was able to do that. And I said, great work with that. So, yeah. um, cause I'm a morning person. I'm, I'm in bed fast asleep by nine 30. So there's no way I can write a book at night yeah. <laughs> anymore, you yeah. know, but you know, so I think that it's important that, um, writers are encouraged to do that. Yeah. Yeah. To find that time of the day that actually works mm. and to, sure. and to go with that. I think when you find your own way, you're more likely to stick with something. Whereas if you have someone else telling you what to do, sometimes it works when someone's telling you what to do and you can follow that structure. Right. But also we can beat ourselves up over that too. If we, if we don't, mm-hmm. oh, I missed today or I didn't do it. And then we we're so hard on ourselves and then we spiral down where then well, oh. I'm not doing anything. And yeah. you see that too with clients in mm. what we do with martial arts and things like that, where yeah. people, it's really about just finding a consistent time. Like when right. is the consistent time? Like, sure. Like you can come to our classes, but we also have an online like library of courses that you can go to and things right. like that. And there's other ways to learn stuff. And if you want mm-hmm. like private sessions, we can do that yeah. too at times that work for you because yeah. it's not always the same. And I think people are tr- have good intentions. Mm-hmm. They'll have good intentions. And we're like, well, I'm going to do it every day at this time, but maybe yeah. that time doesn't work for you just because, and then, you know, then we just don't do it at all. <laughs> and yeah. that's not productive <laughs> either. So exactly. Yeah. And I think I love what you said about beating yourself up. Cause that was, that's one of the things I think that we have a tendency to do if we don't do something all the time rather than just sort of forgiving ourselves and saying, okay, I screwed up, but you know, Hey, life happens. And then just saying, okay, I'm going to work on doing it different or what can I do different and looking at it from a uh, perspective of it's a lesson and how can I do it differently instead of just like you said, beating yourself up and going down the spiral. And I think just changing that mindset and looking at when things don't work out the way that you hoped is to say, okay, 
what's this lesson? What is, what is the universe trying to teach me mm-hmm. about this situation? And like I said, and then forgiving yourself. Oh my goodness. That I think that's so important because beating yourself up, you can't go back and change it. You don't have a time machine. So right. it's like, the important thing is just what lesson did I learn? How can I move forward? How can I do it different? What do I need to do different? Yeah. yeah and, and we can take that for all areas of our life, really. Yeah. Right? Because we do that where we beat ourselves up. Oh, I didn't do this today or I didn't do that. But, you know, like you said, maybe it's when you start off as an author, it's five minutes here, it's 10 minutes there. Yeah. And just make it a habit. Like that's how we form healthy habits is yeah. by a little bit at a time. People try to change everything about their life all at once. Mm. And then you and then nothing happens because a lot of times people will get discouraged because they're trying to change too many things at once. Right. At, or they just get overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. It's like, oh yeah. my gosh, I'm supposed to change all of these and have all of these habits. Um, you know, I, one of the books that I read um, last year that I absolutely loved was um, Habits by James Cleary, or I think it was Atomic Habits. Okay. Oh my gosh. That book completely changed my life nice. <laughs> when it comes okay. to habits, because I would also like every new year, I'm going to, you know, create all these great habits and the way that he really broke it down was amazing. And it's thankfully something that I've been able to extend to my clients and help them with as well too. So that's been amazing. And it's just, that was, I always recommend my clients to read that book, Atomic Habits, best book ever. Okay. Awesome. So now the, our listeners will hear that too. Awesome. That's great. So you've been writing for, well, you've been published for, for 10 years. And so how do you, I guess you have a lot of tools when you're dealing with writer's block. Is there anything specifically that I'm sure you've probably had it happen either by life circumstances or anything like that, where, where you're just like, I can't write, (laughs) I'm trying, but it's not coming out. And, you know, do you have anything specifically that you do? I mean, because it sounds like you have a great toolbox that you use and, and share with other people. Yeah. You know, I, wish I could say that it was one specific thing. Um, But I think when I personally, my journey has been um, beforehand, I just didn't believe in writer's block for the longest time, because I'm like, writers write, you know, especially when I was freelance writing, I'm like, I can't tell my client, I don't feel like writing today, I have to do it. But um, ironically enough, after my divorce, I went through a really difficult, I didn't realize at the time that I was going through depression and that derailed my writing majorly. And all the tools that I had used to deal with when I was going through challenges with writing um, just weren't working. So I really had to dig deep, let me tell you. (laughs) And, um, but it was great because it really helped me to see things from a different perspective and just recognize that I had to do it different because I think a lot of times we try to do what's always worked in the past. And when it doesn't, we feel guilty or we feel like something's wrong. What's wrong with me? Why can't I get it to work? Mm -hmm. And I had to literally just throw out the toolbox that I had that was working for me before. And I had to start from scratch. And what that looked like for me was just healing myself. Mm. Um, Lots of meditation, lots of journaling, all those things to just kind of heal before I can move forward. And one of the courses that I have that is part of um, the Ditch the Fear and Write that I do is 
um, I have you basically peel back the layers of what is causing the writer's block. Because um, a lot of times I don't think that we really know and understand why. Uh, we think we know why. We know the surface levels right. and we're able to kind of hobble along, hobble along past that. But I think where I got my real big breakthrough and pushing through writer's block and really learning some new tools was just really diving deep and figuring out where is this particular type of block? Where is it coming from? You know, and that really made a huge difference for me, as well as trying things that were completely different. Um, I think that is a huge thing. And I know that I've done that work with some of my clients and they've seen results as well, too. Legendary Living Arts offers Qigong and Bagua classes Wednesday at noon and Thursday evenings beginning at 5 on the Zoom platform in Central Standard Time. Or access our online learning library on Udemy. Revitalize, regenerate, and rejuvenate. Connect within and heal your body from the inside out. Check out our services at legendarylivingarts.ca. I know the last couple of years for me too, I've noticed that I will have pockets of mm. probably two or three weeks where I want to write every day and mm -hmm. words flow and everything's coming. And then it will just, and then that creativity is then all of a sudden funneled into like other things that there's other things I have to take care of. And yeah. it, you, it did, it sort, it sort of bothered me at first when it sort of, that shift happened, but it happened because I'd had surgeries and when i was mm -hmm. before surgery it was all of a sudden like oh well we need to get this out and blah blah, blah and i would do it yeah. and then there would be like months where i just mm. didn't have that and i thought well i'm in, i'm in a healing process right now yeah physically mm -hmm. emotionally everything else there's a lot coming yeah. up and i my energy is going into that mm -hmm. and i think that's where not even with writing but anything in life we can get we can feel a block but is it a block because maybe yeah. energy just needs to go somewhere else mm -hmm. and then to get back into writing it'll it'll come back because i know even right now i think it was well it was just before christmas where i was writing a lot and then yeah. all of a sudden i today i'm talking to him like when was the last time that i wrote and i'm like oh yeah that has been a few weeks but i've had my energy going into two other things and yeah and that's that's okay and i know that it'll pick up again when we've got these things sorted out. And instead of, cause there is part of me that always goes, well, aren't you procrastinating? Like it's tries to poke at me and make me mm -hmm. feel bad, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I'm like, so then you gotta go, well, I don't know. Am I, <laughs> I, yeah. think so. I feel like I'm pretty busy with stuff. So I'm not sure that yeah. because it's just, sometimes I'll open up the computer and it's just like, I, I don't feel like I have anything to say today. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I guess it's just not here today, but yeah. And I think, you know, um, you have to embrace those days and be okay with it and just say, you know what, today's not the day. Um, I'm going to do it tomorrow. I have clients who struggle with that. They're artists as well as writers, and they try to focus on one thing so much. They put all that energy in and then suddenly they have no energy for that. And I'm like, that's okay. Just focus on something else. Do your painting. So yeah, yeah. And they alternate between the two and it, like you said, it's about finding balance as well, too, um, and not beating yourself up and just 
channeling that energy, maybe you just need to channel it into something else that's going to bring back that creativity and bring back that energy and that passion for writing and just that it's okay. It doesn't have to come now. It doesn't have to come tomorrow and just yeah. be okay with that. That yeah. it'll, yeah, that that'll clear whatever that block is like, it'll clear. It's not going to stay forever, but I think yeah. people get that. And then they think, oh, well, never mind. I guess yeah. I don't have it in me. And then you tell yourself a story that you can't mm -hmm. do and then yeah. you don't pick it up again. Because yeah. I know I've had some authors come to a few of my workshops and they, they'll say, well, I, yeah, I started doing this and then I got busy with other things. And I'm like, well, you can come to all of my workshops all you want. Yes. However, <laughs> we need to figure out like how you're going to continue that. And if you actually want to continue that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just you know, you what you want and your priorities change. If things you have major true. changes in your life, you know, maybe now is not the. And this is one of the questions I ask clients when they start to work with me. I'm like, is this a good time for you to actually write a book? It just might not be the right time. And trying to force it, mm, right, isn't going to make it happen. And you're only going to feel bad because you can't do it right now. And maybe just say, hey. I can't do it right now. And, you know, if it's meant to be, it'll come back to you. Right. Well, and a lot of times, like when you're talking about journaling too, we had mm -hmm. another author on who talked, who has spoken a couple of times about the fact that she was writing fiction and then just really couldn't when she was going mm -hmm. through her divorce. Mm -hmm. And then what she did though, was she started blogging and sharing mm -hmm. her experiences and writing yeah. that way and doing something that was not what she was used to writing, right. but it helped her get things out. And then her creativity came back. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, like you said, you have major changes in your life and some people are able to go through those changes and still continue to move forward. And some people, they just need to take a step back and heal and, you know, grow before they can move on. Cause I actually published two books, you know, right in the middle of my divorce, you know, but after that, it was like crash and burn. So it just finally caught up with me. And, you know, I had to just take a break. Well, that's true. Cause I went, when I, I was going through a divorce, mm. not after I met you, I think that's when everything sort of started falling apart. And, yeah. um, but I wrote a lot because it was mm. my way of coping, I think. And I really mm -hmm. wanted to write happy endings because yeah. it didn't feel when you're in the middle of that, it's not, mm. you know, it's not a happy time. So yeah. I wrote a lot. And then, like you said, it was probably years later that it kind of, everything kind of caught up and it was like, mm -hmm. Hey, well, you've sort of been ignoring like all of these physical symptoms that you've had. Maybe it's yeah. time to look at that. <laughs> Maybe it's, you know, there's other things that you want to do, but you're, you're holding yourself back from that because, and that, that is something that I was doing was holding myself back from doing some other things because I kept telling myself that, well, I'm just an author. So I have to put all of my energy mm -hmm. into that. Yeah. And, and I can't, you know, I don't have time for this stuff, mm -hmm. but that other stuff kept calling to me. And yeah. then I thought, well, there isn't a reason I can't do both, but then I have to change the way I'm doing things. Yeah. It's a process <laughs> where you have to go, oh, right. Okay. So not all my energy has to go in this one basket. I need to, yeah. you know, spread it around. No, absolutely. It's a bit like with writing and coaching that's taken a little bit of me to figure out how to balance that as well too. So, yeah. And you're also a freelance auth author too. Like you're writing for 
magazines or online magazines or? Actually, um, funny story about that. When before I kind of stumbled into freelance writing, I had no intention of doing it. I'd never done it before. I just basically reached out to um, a couple of magazines as a way to want to promote local writers um, because a lot of people in the community didn't know about them. And I kind of did it that way. And then the lady sent me contracts and she's like, oh, here, come write for us. And I'm like, uh. so then I'm like scrambling. I took a crash course on how to do freelance writing. And um, but because I I saw it as an opportunity to help and promote other writers, that's why I kind of jumped in with both feet. And um, then I was ma- actually making really good money out of that. And then um, because of that, other jobs came along because they saw my name in magazines because there weren't a lot of local writers. And uh, they reached out to me and it kind of snowballed. And I kind of built up that client base uh, when I moved here. So I saved up a lot of my money and then I moved here and that was going to be sort of my main money maker while I was still building, um, doing my writing and all that kind of stuff. And then like a couple of months, was it a couple of months Um, after I moved here, the, the companies restructured. Okay. And they basically dumped me because they got new editors. Oh, so I literally, within a span of like three to six months, I lost all my clients. Oh. So that was um, definitely an interesting journey. Oh no! Yeah, it was a hard. It was a hard hit financially because um, it was a close like three thousand dollars a month that was coming in with that. So wow. Um, yeah, and then the other editor came back, and then she was hiring. She hired. She just started uh, to hire me to do jobs again, which was great. And then um, COVID hit and the magazine closed. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's so the- it's, yeah. So it's been, I loved the experience. Oh. It was an amazing experience, but I haven't, um, I haven't been doing it for probably a cu- couple of years now since COVID oh, okay. started. Yeah. yeah. So, and um, I thought about doing it, but to be honest, I'm like coaching and the writing keeps me busy enough. I don't need to add uh, anything else on my plate right now. <laughs> right. So how many books do you have published then right now? Um, you know, I meant to write that down before I, I got <laughs> your question. <laughs> people ask me and I'm like, uh, I got to think about that. Okay. I know I was part of an anthology. I have, um, my deadly series, which is actually set in the Cayman islands, which is where I'm from. So there's three books with that. I'm actually working on the fourth one. Um, cause it was originally supposed to be a four book series. And it actually dives into mental health. Each one has a specific um, theme behind it. That's a challenge where I'm from. I think mental health is a whole global issue, but in the Cayman Islands, it was a different level. And then, so that's three, four books. And then I have um, the first one that I wrote, which was For the Love of Jazz. And then I did a prequel of that because everybody loved the ghosts in the story. So they wanted to know their story. So I wrote a short story. for them, which was persuading Lola. So that's six. And I think that's it. <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah. You would think you would know how many books you've written, but yeah. But you know, when you, when you keep writing and you're writing all the time, you kind of lose track because mm-hmm. you get published and it's wonderful. You have your release day and you promote, yeah. promote, and then you write the next one and you just keep yeah. going. Exactly. So, and I, okay. I have, uh, I have like four or five books that are in play right now. So one I'm editing, or I should say, sorry, two that I'm editing, two that I'm outlining, and one that is in the very early brainstorming stages. So 
Yeah, it's just kind of happening that way. <laughs> are, and are you going to self-publish all of these or are you going to try to find publishers for them or combination of both? Yeah, I really would like to continue the hybrid journey. I'm not sure what that's going to look like yet. I do have a couple of um, agents that I know that, I'm, that I've reached out to. Um, unfortunately, the genre that I'm working in right now isn't a genre that they work with. Okay. Um, so I think I'm going to do not necessarily direct pitching. I think what I'm going to do is get an agent and have them find um, a publisher that would be a good fit for me um, because I do want to eventually uh, go back to some of the things that were on my bucket list. And one of them was to actually have my books turned into movies. Nice. Um, yeah. yeah. Nora Roberts, my role model. <laughs> but um yeah, so that is something that I eventually want to do. And I have a friend of mine that is actually moving back here to the States. And he is, I like to joke, he could sell ice to an Eskimo. So <laughs> so we're going to be collaborating on some projects. And that's something that I'm hoping that um, he can help with on that perspective. So I'm, yeah, there's a, I would like to continue to do both to be honest, because I think there's some books that I think will be a challenge to find a home for. Um, yeah. And even some of the genres that I want to write, there's not really genres for them. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, and, and you still want to tell that story, right? Exactly. Because it might not have a traditional place at yeah. a publishing house doesn't mean that people wouldn't enjoy it. Exactly. Yeah. So um, like I said, I have some pretty um, interesting stories. So I'm hoping that um, an agent will help me to find uh, a home for that. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause that's what I was doing some research too on agencies. And I know here in Canada, I don't know if it was because of COVID, but there's a, mm. a couple of agencies that they merged into mm. like two would merge into one just because right. I guess of what's, you know, cause a lot of people self-publish now. So yeah. there isn't as much need for that unless you really right. want to, like you said, like mm -hmm. sell the movie rights or things like right. that. Mm -hmm. And I know I've delved into our movie industry, film industry here in Manitoba, mm -hmm. taking right. some filmmaking courses and script writing and things like that. I remember that. that. Yeah. yeah. So I've done that. And then I kind of put that on the back burner with all the things I had going on. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know what I want to do with that right now. I think mm -hmm. because I could, you know, I thought of it, I thought the books that we're writing, cause I'm writing it with my partner that we could write it as a script too. So mm -hmm. it's sort of like, mm -hmm. well, do you want to do a script or a book? But I actually think that a book, I really, I like writing the book. So I think we're going to mm -hmm. do that. Yeah, and I think about the script later. But yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's so funny. Um, the friend that I was telling you about that I'm gonna be collaborating on, I'm always like, Oh, well, I don't really know any contacts. And he's like, and then then I'll be like, Oh, wait, no, I know so and so and I so and so. Like I there's two directors at home, or I say at home yeah. in K Man yeah. where I'm from, where they, you know, they do movies, they do commercials, and all I'm like, Well, actually, yeah, I kind of do know some people. And you know, I know somebody whose movie that was part of one of my book fairs that I did that's actually has his movie being um, made into, or one of his, two of his books actually being made into movies. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a contact. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, he's best friends with a really famous actor in 
Hollywood. And I'm like, yeah. And my friend's like, you do have some contacts. I'm like, yeah, I do. Cause you don't really think about it. Cause they're just like people that you knew that you either grew up with, or that's part of your community. Yeah. You don't really think about it. And then, you know, cause so he's been really pushing me to help me to think that things that are outside the box and to look at the contacts that I have and, right. you know, so that's going to be an interesting journey. That'll be cool. I can't wait to, you know, follow that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of long overdue because like from 2015, I've been kind of wanting to branch out. But, you know, with these, when you have a director, especially on an island as small as Cayman, you know, the funding right. can be a challenge. That's a challenge yeah. that they face. So it's kind of like, how do I maneuver that? But I'm hoping that it's something that we can work with to get it so that they do get to direct it, especially with the series, because it's right. set in the Cayman Islands, right? Who better yeah, to direct it than people beautiful. who are from there, you know? So, exactly. Yeah, so I'm really excited about that. that oh, well, you have to let us know how that goes. I want to yeah. wanna keep an eye on that one. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah, there's so much you can do. There is so much you can do. And I think it's too, it's all about timing. Like when you're ready mm -hmm. to do something, because I know that when if I get a few things settled, it'll be like, okay, because there's a lot of authors too. Like we still have to have a day job, right? Mm -hmm. Or something. <laughs> we still have to pay the bills. And yeah. so there's a lot of people that write part-time and would love mm -hmm. to write full-time. Yeah. But the publishing industry, I know, I'm sure you've seen it has changed yeah. so much in the 10 years that you know mm -hmm. we've been published. And there's so much more self-publishing going on. And there's there's just, and there's a lot of other authors too, like you were saying with Nora Roberts, how she's mm -hmm. had her books made into movies. I know that there was a new one. Well, I don't know how new the book is, but on Netflix, there, right. one of her books was made into a movie and I know she's had quite a few. So, and there's other yeah. authors like, you know, mm -hmm. Bridgerton. I don't know. Did yeah. you watch that? Oh yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. A couple of times. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're right. And, you know, as far as I think that what you said about timing was just perfect because I think a lot of uh, places like um, Hallmark and Netflix and all of those places are actually open to writers pitching to them, you know, um, yeah. Apple TV, all those, whereas before those doors were kind of shut where you couldn't even get your foot in the door unless you, you know, went through somebody or had to pay somebody thousands of dollars or whatever. And now it's like, it's just like the publishing industry, that industry has sort of changed as well too. And I think it's amazing that authors are getting that opportunity now. So I'm excited. Yeah, because we used to sort of be at the mercy of the publishing houses mm -hmm. and they, what, they would go with the trends. And like you said, there's mm -hmm. a couple of agents that you knew, but they're not taking the genre that you write. Mm -hmm. So you're looking for that. And yeah. here in Canada, we don't have a lot of as many agents as there are in the States, too. Right. Like in the yeah. U.S., there's a like it almost seems like there's it's like McDonald's. There's one on every street. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and actually, not I, to compare the two at all, but no, no, I, you know, I, I get what you mean, though. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and I, I mean, I was fortunate enough. Um, the publishing uh, company that I started with yeah. were actually bought out by 
Simon and Schuster, believe it or not. And oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was like all excited. I'm like, okay, I got my foot in the door. And then they closed down that division and everybody that I knew was let go. And I was like, oh crap. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. it's been kind of a interesting, however, I still have those contacts because they set up their own, I think one of them set up their own publishing house. Another one set up right. their own agency. So like you said, may still have those contacts. Contact, so there's yeah. still opportunities, you know, there. So, and I think I've been sort of on the fence with that and I'm like, okay, let's get going. Perfect time. Perfect opportunity now. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Well, it's been so wonderful to talk with you today and hear about everything that you're doing. So we were talking about movies and books. Mm -hmm. So what is your favorite romantic movie? Putting on the spot. What's your favorite? Oh, my gosh. That is such a hard one. one. Um, You know, I think the one that's popping into my head right now is Love Actually. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what I love about that story is that there are just, it's not just one love story. They're telling like different kinds of love stories. And it just shows that there are, there's just, there's love is love in the sense that there is more than one way to tell a love story, whether it's a, you know, yeah, that, that I think is what I love the most about, um, love actually. It's just not about just two people. It's telling you the perspective of different types of love, um, and the stages that they go through, whether it's grief or whatever it, I, I love that. That's great. I, my, one of my all favorites is that it popped up and it always does. It's the holiday. It's it's with Cameron Diaz and yes. oh shoot Jack, uh, Jack Black yeah and oh who's the English guy I can't remember I was uh, Jude Law yes there we go Jude Law I was watching him oh, in another what, movie last night yeah that's one of my top yeah, ten yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I always like that one that's sort of a you know wintertime favorite mm-hmm. I think yeah yeah no that is great I love that one I love that they switch lives and that just uh, it changes their whole perspective and I love. Uh, the fact that how each character actually grows at the end as well, too. Yes. Um, yeah. To just yeah. kind of really come into their own and figure out what they want for themselves. And I, I that's another great yeah. movie. Yeah. It's a, that's a really great story. Actually, yeah. I was just thinking, too, when, when I was a, whoa, this was a long time ago. What was that? There were two movies, Grumpy Old Men. It's kind mm-hmm. of a love story, but it's a comedy. Yes. With yes. Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau. And I should find, yes. I should see if I can find those and play them for my my kids, make them watch them. Because those were funny. And I really like that there was that love story that it because I love that that at any stage of life, like mm-hmm. why can't you be in love? Like there's right, like why yeah. Yeah. romance is not just for the young. You know, yes. maybe I say that now because I'm getting older. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. It's but not even just I that. Know. Like I've always yeah. thought that that there's more because there was another movie I just watched on Netflix. It wasn't really a love story though, but it was good. What was it called? I'll see you in my dreams. And oh, I can't remember the actress in it, but it was like um women of well, I want to say over 60 because I'm not really sure how old they were, but you know, they've lost their husbands or they've Mm. lost this and they're living their lives and they're trying to figure out, well, who are you? Like, because I think at different stages of our life, we're still, Mm -hmm. we still try to figure out, you know, just because I know who I am right now, well, who am I in 10 years? Right. Like maybe there'll be things that happen where I'm going to have to figure that out. 
Right. And it's an ongoing process to get to know yeah. yourself all the time. And I, I just really like that movie because it was very different and just how you don't know what's going to happen at yeah. the day and just to enjoy it. Enjoy your no, life. I, I, yeah. yeah, I love that. And I love what you said about romance isn't just for the young, because I think and that's one of the things that I have to say I do like about the publishing industry is that you're seeing different types of romances. Like you're not seeing like, you know, the beautiful characters that are slim and trim all the time. You're seeing, you know, characters, all different shapes, sizes, colors, ethnicities, just even like um, ones that are disabled. Um, You know, I just love that the industry has opened up in that respect so that, you know, more diversity. Yeah. yeah, I am so loving that because I remember, you know, when I was growing up, you walked in, it was always the same guy on the cover, same girl on the cover, you know, and not that that's a bad thing, but it's oh, kind well, of like, for years, what romance novels had like the, you know, bare chested guy with the mm-hmm. long hair blowing in the yes. kind of thing. <laughs> and, you know, it's nice to have that genre be taken more seriously, I think. Yeah, yeah, not only the publishing industry, but the public at large and mm-hmm. by for movies. I yeah. mean, for heaven's sake, we have the Hallmark Channel or, you know, the what is it? The own network that plays yeah. those movies. You know, Christmas mm-hmm. time, we get a movie every day. Yeah. You know? yeah. Actually, here in Manitoba, we have a lot of those. Those movies are filmed here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't think is, people realize that they're filmed yeah. in Canada. <laughs> Yeah. And it's, it's very cool. And I know a lot of people, I haven't been in one cause I was going through, but I've been in other shows and other things, but I haven't done any work in that industry in a while, just cause I've had personal stuff and haven't yeah. done it. But I, I, I get to watch them and go, oh, I know that person. Oh, I know that person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's, it's, oh, that's cool. Which, yeah. It's kind of cool. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for being our guest today. This was wonderful. I can't believe the time flew by so fast already. <laughs> It did. I was just looking there and I was like, oh, this is great. And I'm like, oh, has it been like 30 minutes? And I'm like, oh, it's been an hour. Okay. <laughs> but it has been an amazing conversation. So thank oh, you well, for it's inviting fun. me as a guest again. I, I I appreciate that. Oh, you're very welcome. And you're welcome to come back anytime. If you have another workshop, if you have a book that you want to promote, come back on. And I would love to have you. And it's so wonderful just to sit here and chat with you and catch up. Absolutely. The catch up has been great. Thank you for joining us today on The Open Door. We enjoyed our discussion and hope you did too. Until next time, we are Kelly and Kelly.